Welcome to A Soulful Rebellion. I'm your host, Anika Nicole. I'm a spiritual life and mindset coach here to guide those of you who are new to the spiritual awakening journey, find clarity and inner peace, so that you are able to live a life in alignment with your highest self. Before we dive deep into this podcast episode, I want to mention this one thing. If you're enjoying the show or thinking of ways to support this podcast, here's a few simple things you can do. Leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, share this podcast show with a friend, or share your favorite episode on social media. And if you do, don't forget to tag me. I'd love to get to know the listeners of this show. You can find me on Instagram at a soulful rebellion. So let's connect. Now on to today's episode. Hi y'all, I'm back again. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking about seven spiritual practices for deepening your connection to the divine. So for a little bit more about the flow of this episode, I'm going to be answering the question, why do we seek a deeper connection to the divine? How to create sacred space? And then I'm going to go deeper into the seven spiritual practices for deepening our connection to the divine. Also stay tuned to the end of this episode for a very special announcement. So first, why do we seek a connection to the divine? The desire for love and connection is an innate part of being human. The need to feel loved, a sense of belonging, or a connection to someone outside of ourselves is a primitive part of our human nature. This is even proven in psychology through the, through the theory of attachment, which was developed by John Bowlby and um, further developed by other psychologists such as Mary Ainsworth. The first few studies conducted were between mother and a child. These studies were done to help psychologists gain a better understanding of like how human relationships are developed. And it has shown that attachment is a deep and enduring emotional bond that connects one person to another across time and space. These studies have also shown us that the attachment we form early in our life impact how we form relationships as we become adults. So as we grow and we we mature, we seek deeper levels of attachment. We seek deeper levels of bonding through romantic relationships and through spiritual connection. And connecting to the divine is one way that we seek to fulfill this need. So now let's talk about how we develop this connection first. And to talk about that, we need to talk about creating sacred space. Some of this stuff is going to seem very basic, but when we're creating sacred space, we have to think ahead. Think about how we're going to create space and create room in our life to develop the sacred path. So some of this might look like speaking to family or housemates, whoever we live with, about wanting to create time and space to develop a spiritual practice. You don't have to be very detailed, but just so as much to say that you need some alone time or you need to create time for yourself. So that that way you can get family members, housemates, whoever you live with on board with the fact that you have your boundaries set in place that they can respect this time for you. So it's basically just a conversation around setting boundaries. Another thing to consider is time. Like what times of the day works best for you. So for example, I'm not a morning person. So me waking up in the morning really, really extremely early to devote to spiritual practice is is a struggle. I devote or set aside time later in my mornings for that or just before bedtime for that. You have to tune into what your body's needs are and what feels good for you. Think about what time of your schedule, what time of day works best for when you can carve out time for engaging in a sacred practice. 
Another consideration is space. So when you're thinking about space, you know, you might think about dedicating a space or a corner in your room. If you live in a spacious home, you might have a room altogether that you could set aside for uh, a spiritual practice that you can go to or a library in your home. Just some place that you can dedicate, that you can go to every day to create this quiet and sacred time for yourself. Another important thing is to make sure that you set things up so that it's comfortable and inviting for you. You might think about what type of comfortable items you need like pillows or chairs, things of that nature. And you know, make it fun. You know, think about what tools you might want to incorporate into that space or that corner of your room like crystals, herbs, you know, any type of magical mystical things. A journal and pen if you're a journaler or, or you're into journaling. So for example, me, I have a small little corner of my bedroom where I have a little mini altar set up, some nice cushiony pillows to sit on, a nice little rug, and I kind of decor it up really nice and I have some plants. I have crystals, a journal and pen. Just keeping it very simple. This could be as simple or as elaborate that you want, you want it to be. It's all up to you. But the important thing is to think ahead because you don't want any uh, stumbling blocks in the way. Like say tomorrow you want to get up and start your spiritual practice right away. You kind of want to think ahead about what things that might be a barrier to you being able to be devoted to a spiritual practice and set that thing up. So now on to the seven spiritual practice that you can do or engage in to help you to deepen your connection to the divine. So number one is setting an intention when you wake up in the morning. An intention is a motive or desire to live your life in alignment with a specific purpose, cause, or guiding principle. So setting intentions are useful because it helps you remain grounded and anchored in your truth. It keeps your mind centered. It helps you to live life with purpose. And intentions are generally like future-oriented statements about how you plan to live out your life. They're not achievement-based. They're not about setting goals. They're more about shifting habits and behaviors to go according to the life you choose to live. So it's about aligning your life with that which you want to become. It's geared toward purposeful living. When you set an intention, you could just speak out loud directly to the universe, to God, whatever feels right to you, or you can just set the intention within your mind for yourself for that day. Some examples of intention setting statements are, today I will choose peace over chaos in my life. My intention for today is to remain anchored in the love of God. That's just a basic simple practice. Doesn't need to take no more than a minute or two, the first few minutes that you get up out of your bed. How does this deepen your connection to the divine? It moves you toward a life of alignment with the creator because when you set these intentions, then you're most likely to act on them. So the moment you would have normally like been swift to judgment, swift to judge somebody else, you remember that intention that you set for yourself at the beginning of the day, and then you decide, you know what, let me choose compassion this time. Or that moment later on in the day when you're at work and you're going through a little tiff with your coworker and you may have usually been quick to snap back, you will probably remember that tension about peace that you started you started your day with and think, you know what, in this moment, I'm gonna take a different cause and cause of action because I told myself today I was gonna choose peace. So let me choose peace in this moment. You can see now how these types of things will kind of move or shift certain habits in your daily life where you're gonna step closer and closer into alignment with the divine. So in each moment, you choose a different cause of action that you, you would have. This brings you closer in alignment with source. So now for number two, 
Another spiritual practice that deepens your connection to the divine is stating daily affirmations. An affirmation is a positive statement of what you desire in the present moment. An affirmation serves as a reminder of our divinity. So when we affirm, we speak from a place of truth. It is a reminder of our ability to create and a reminder of our true essence. It connects us back to the divine within. So when you make statements of affirmation, it's important that you use positive statements and then you state it in the, posit- uh, in the present tense. So you wanna avoid using words like don't or won't. And if you catch yourself doing that, just think about what is it that you desire instead? And then you set your intentions or your, your affirmations rather around that statement. So for example, if you're working on anger, you know, you might start out with saying like, oh, I am not an angry person. Then you have to ask, ask yourself, well, if I'm not an angry person, what am I instead? And you may come up with something like, oh, I'm a joyous person. I'm full of joy. So then now you can shift that statement from I am not an angry person to I am full of joy. That is what a positive present tense stated affirmation sounds like. So I know you're probably thinking, well, what's the difference between an affirmation versus an intention? An affirmation is generally rooted in the present moment, whereas an intention is generally future oriented. The great thing about setting intentions and affirmations, though, is that it doesn't have to take any more than five minutes. It's just a statement that you can declare to yourself every single day. You can choose a different affirmation or a different intention for each day, or you can choose to just focus on one until you feel like your life is in alignment with that which you're trying to call in or that behavior that you're trying to shift. So a third spiritual practice is prayer. So I know a lot of you probably already like, well, duh, I know about prayer because a lot of times when we think about spiritual practices and spiritual rituals one of the common things that we engage in is prayer a prayer is communion with god when we pray we call on the attention of god or the divine to communicate for a specific purpose and there are many many different forms of prayer you can have a prayer of supplication a prayer of thanksgiving chanting incantation contemplative prayer or Ignatian prayer. I choose to pray affirmatively. An affirmative prayer is a prayer that centers the mind on the desired outcome instead of on the present situation or the undesired situation. It operates by aligning your thoughts and your emotions with that which you desire and connecting to the divine within. So I have a blog post which goes into a bit much bit more detail about how to affirmatively pray and it just outlines the process. So I'll link that in the show notes. The reason why I chose affirmative prayer or I have shifted towards affirmative prayer because when we pray affirmatively, you acknowledge that you are one with the creator. And just like any form of communication, it helps us to build an intimate relationship with the divine. Other benefits are discernment. When we pray, we begin to discern the movement of God in our life because When you're thinking about what it is that you're calling in through your prayer, you begin to see after the moments of prayer when your life begins to play out, how the things that you're calling on and the things that you're asking for or desiring begin to unfold within your life. And it also helps to sharpen your intuitive awareness because as your ear kind of gets more in tune, I think like through prayer, your ear kind of gets more in tune to hearing or understanding when the divine is at work in your life. So those are ways that, you know, prayer helps to deepen our connection to the divine. 
And now number five, the fifth spiritual practice you can engage in to help you deepen your connection to the divine is reading sacred texts. Sacred texts are spiritual and religious writings or teachings. This could be a list of different texts like the Holy Bible, the Quran, the Torah, Kaibalion, A Course in Miracles, Hindu texts such as the Upanishads or the Vedas, Buddhist texts, Baha'i scripture, Rumi poetry, the Tao Te Ching. Those are just a list of some very widely known, very popular spiritual writings or religious teachings. Reading sacred texts help us to gain a deeper understanding of the divine in relation to humanity. It helps us to gain an understanding of universal principles and metaphysical laws at work. As we are able to see themes and stories written throughout sacred texts. Reading sacred texts also helps us to be a witness for the divine. The divine becomes more illumined within everyday life and it helps to shape our perspective on the meaning of life and why we're here in connection to God. These texts are definitely inspired, but not absolute or ineffable. They represent many different thoughts, philosophies, and perspectives that can shed light on the absolute or the all that is, the inner workings of the universe, and so much more. Reading sacred texts is one of my favorite practices to engage in when it comes to deepening my connection to the divine. So one important thing that when you're engaging in this text, it's helpful to begin with prayer or setting an intention for what you hope to receive or learn from the scripture or whatever you choose to read that day. Something as simple as asking for the truths of the divine to be revealed is as much as you need to say before you start your practice of reading. And one thing I encourage you to do is just ask yourself examining questions. Go through the scripture, read a, a chunk of text, you know, a chapter a day, whatever you choose to, and just, you know, examine it. Ask questions like, what themes are present? How does this relate to life today? How is the divine witness within this text? What is the message the author is trying to get across? What did the author of this text want people to know? I also encourage reading a variety of sacred texts because it also helps to deepen or expand our consciousness and give, give us like a full scope or wider point of view of the universe or of God and all these things at play. I also have a blog post titled How to Develop a Sacred Reading Practice on my blog. I'll also link that to the show notes. Within that blog post, I go a bit more in depth with how to develop a sacred practice and I outline a few more detailed questions you can ask yourself to help you guide your sacred reading practice. So on to practice number six, meditation. So meditation is the act of sitting or lying in stillness with the intention of focusing on a specific thought or object, increasing awareness and intention, or achieving a state of peace. So it's important to note here, it's very difficult to come up with an all-encompassing definition of meditation because there's so many different forms and styles of meditation across cultures and across religion. The practice of meditation supports our spiritual development. This is the reason many religions and cultures engage in this practice. When you meditate, it helps you to deepen your connection to your highest self, and it also helps to increase your sense of self-awareness. So some other benefits is that when you meditate, you become more in tune with yourself, you're better able to regulate and manage your emotions and maintain a sense of calmness and peace. We just talked about increasing your self-awareness because the more you reach inward and connect to yourself, the closer you get to meeting the, the divine. One of my favorite quotes is by uh, Rumi, a Sufi poet, and it says, 
I searched for God and found only myself. I searched for myself and found only God. So the more that you you go deep and you connect inward through meditation, the closer and closer it brings us to the divine. So now how to meditate. First, it begins again with creating space, finding a place that is comfortable for you to either sit or lay down. And once you're in a comfortable position, choose an anchor. You can focus on your breath. You can focus on an object. You can focus on a phrase or a word. It's just very helpful to use something as an anchor for when your mind begins to wander. It's okay if the mind wanders because the mind is doing its job. The purpose of your mind is to think. So thoughts are going to pop up. Meditation is not about stopping the mind from doing its job of thinking. Meditation is about becoming more self-aware. Meditation is about regulating and managing your emotions. It's about inner peace and connecting to the divine. Thoughts are going to pop up and that's okay. You know, once you have your anchor, for me, it's my breath. For you, you may choose to focus on a word and you just bring your mind back to it. It may look something like you're sitting in quiet, you're sitting in stillness, and then the thought pops up like, oh, I forgot to think about what I'm going to cook for dinner. Hmm, maybe I'll cook chicken. Oh, let me go back to focusing on my breath. That's it. And you can start out your practice with as little as two minutes a day and work your way up. Think of it like working out. So the first day, uh, you might not be able to sit for long. You might be able to just manage two minutes, and that's okay. Over time your meditation muscles, so to speak, will become strengthened and you can gradually shift to longer and longer periods of time. I know some people that meditate up to two hours a day. Currently, I meditate for a minimum of 15 minutes because that's what feels good to me. But start out small and build your way up. It's okay. When it comes to connecting to the divine, the reason why meditation is a great practice is because your awareness of self increases the more that you focus your attention, the more that you meditate. You begin to realize that you are not your thoughts. You realize that who you truly are exists within within the space between the thoughts. That is the self, capital S. That is the self that is connected to the I am, the all that is. And you begin to see a differentiation between your egoic self and the aspect of you that is attached to your thoughts and your higher self. And meditation is also a great um, practice to incorporate into your spiritual ritual or routine um, along with prayer. Because if you think about it, you don't want to have like a one-way communication, right? When you're communicating, you know, in your everyday life, you speak and then you also leave room for the other to respond. So when you pray and you state an affirmational prayer, like that sends the signal out into the universe, right? To call in that which you desire. And then now when you meditate, you leave your, you leave room, you leave space within yourself to receive. So for example, if I pray and I'm manifesting, manifesting a house, which is something I am working on, by the way. So I might pray and I call in what it is that I want or what it is that I desire. Then I sit in meditation and then now I allow room to receive. It might be, oh, you know what? Get up, walk down that street or call this person here or go look up this information here. It might just pop in just like that and it might feel like it's coming from you. But a lot of times that's really the divine imparting wisdom or the divine speaking to you or leading you to the next step to take. Meditation is very, very 
nice thing to do or a very helpful or useful thing to do right after prayer to be in the state of receiving. I also have a blog post titled How to Overcome Your Resistance to Meditation Now with these 20 useful resources. I'll also link that to the show notes. I have like a list of apps and resources that you can use to help you jumpstart your meditation practice if meditation is important to you and something that you want to engage in right now. And last is number seven, practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness is the act of bringing your conscious awareness fully into the present moment. It is about bringing your awareness to your body and your mind while experiencing life around you. So now think about it. How often are you like engaged in a particular activity, but your mind is literally elsewhere? You're washing the dishes and your thoughts are on your meeting that you have scheduled for work the next day. You're showering and you're thinking about your plans for the next week. So mindfulness is about fully engaging. Like not thinking about the next step, not thinking about what you need to do tomorrow, not thinking about what happened yesterday, just being present in that moment, fully engaging. Mindfulness, though, becomes more of a challenge or difficulty for many of us when we experience difficult emotions, such as fear, such as shame, doubt, and guilt. That tends to be like the hardest time for us to be still and engaged with what we're feeling. And I encourage you to read this book. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, This book really helped me to gain deeper perspective on how you can shift your thoughts to focusing in on the present moment, especially when you're in the midst of difficult moments. So I'm just going to read a few quotes that I've snagged from the book. Focus attention on the feeling inside you. Know that it is the pain body. Accept that it is there. Don't think about it. Don't let the feeling turn into thinking. Don't judge or analyze. Don't make it an don't make it an identity for yourself out of it. Stay present and continue to be the observer of what is happening inside of you. Become aware not only of the emotional pain, but also of the one who observes, the silent watcher. This is the power of now, the power of your own conscious presence. Then see what happens. Another quote I snagged from the book. Accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. So mindfulness helps us to deepen our connection to source because it helps us to better able to manage our emotions because we become more aware of the sensations that arise in our body when we go through certain emotions or we experience certain situations. So when you're allowing yourself to be fully present, you become more aware of how your five senses are engaged in in that experience. And you begin to acknowledge that you have a choice to attach to those thoughts or feelings or choose a different course of action or choose a different thought pattern. It also helps to sharpen your intuition because you also begin to acknowledge when you are receiving from the divine. And how do you practice mindfulness? Just simply focusing on the activity at hand. So for example, if you are washing dishes Fully immerse yourself in that experience. Notice the sensation of water as it runs over your skin, the smell of the soap, the sound of the water flowing from the faucet. Just feel the dish in your hand, feel its surface, bumpy or smooth. Just fully engage yourself in the experience. And that's simply it. So the great thing again about mindfulness and about doing this as a spiritual practice is that 
you can do this or easily incorporate this into your daily routine. So as you're getting ready for work, as you're getting dressed, as you're showering, especially, you know, that showering is a very uh, sensory-based experience. So you can fully engage and be in the practice of mindfulness as you shower, as you're drinking a cup of coffee, as you're eating your breakfast and tasting your food. As we experience daily life events, we can become more in tune with our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings. And the more we tune in, the more we will begin to see the divine at work in our life. To wrap up, you can focus on one or more combination of these practices. Like I talked about before, you can begin the day with setting an intention. Then maybe you want to say a prayer and then close it out with a meditation to receive. Mine basically varies from day to day because I kind of go with like my intuition or how I'm feeling in that moment. But my daily practice looks like me getting up. I like to clean. I don't know. I'm a cleaner. I like have to have clear space or something about the act of cleaning. You know, there goes my mindful practice, you can, you can say. <laughs> um, just kind of helps me to recenter my mind. So I'll clean and I'll mindfully clean and fully engage in that practice. And then I'll sit down and I'll begin to start off with the sacred text that I like to read. Right now I'm reading through A Course in Miracles. Uh, it's my goal for the year 2020 to read, read that text. So I'm reading through A Course in Miracles. So I'll read a chapter or a section of a chapter. Then I like, to, personally, I like to journal. So I'll do journaling. And then I'll end with prayer. Oh, this just reminded me that I totally skipped a practice that I'm going to go back to because one of the practices that I'm engaged in right now and I have currently as a daily practice of mine is gratitude. So I kind of made a little mistake there, but no big deal. I'll go right back to it. So I actually didn't discuss seven. I discussed six. So gratitude is the state of being thankful and appreciative. Typically, we express gratitude after receiving something, but we don't have to wait until we have received something to be in the state of gratitude. But why practice gratitude? Gratitude helps us to raise our vibrational frequency to that which is a match to our creator. It helps to fill our heart with immense feeling of love and abundance. How do I practice gratitude? For me, I just center my attention on my heart. I do this by putting my hand on my heart, feeling its rhythm, not rushing the process, just taking a minute or two to fully get in tune with the vibration of my heart. And once I'm there, I begin the practice of expressing gratitude. You can start simple and then work your way up. So I'll start from like just thanking God for life, thanking God for breath, my body, parts of my body, for thanking God for loved ones that are around me, and then thanking God for like bigger and bigger things. So if you believe in manifestation or you practice manifestation or you have a manifestation practice, this is also a nice one to incorporate in because you can also then begin to thank the universe, God, your creator for the things that you wanna call in. So going back to the fact that I wanna manifest a house, even though I don't have it yet, it's something that I'm doing daily that as I do my gratitude practice and I start out simple, starting thanking God for that which I already have in my life, that which he has already granted me and given me, or I've received rather, I begin to then express gratitude for my house. And I get very specific about the things in my house that I want and I desire as I thank the universe for each thing and each part. So manifestation um, comes from the place of expressing gratitude and surrender. So I hope you found these tips useful. 
And I hope you are able to make a connection to how these practices help us to deepen our connection to God and to the, to the universe, to the divine, and it helps us in our spiritual growth and development. Just tune into what feels good for you, lead into your, your wants, your desires, or the needs of your body and your daily rhythm to develop your own sacred practice. So I know if I've had some spiritual leaders or people rather tell me that, you know, everybody doesn't really need to or have to develop a spiritual practice that really comes from religiosity. True, very, very true. But I find that if you are looking to sharpen your intuitive, intuitive awareness, if you're really into your own spiritual growth and evolution, it's very helpful to have a spiritual practice. So what that looks like for you might be very, very different from what it looks like for me. It may not even involve any of these things, but you have to feel into what is it or what practices helps me to feel connected to the divine. For some people, it's just being out in nature. It's just a simple walk outdoors and in nature. So if it's just that for you, think about ways that you can incorporate that into your daily life so that you can get to experience more of the divine in your life on a daily basis and connect on a regular basis. So now on to the special announcements. I just want to let you know that my books are currently open to take on three clients for one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching for 90 days. I just want to explain a little bit like how I begin to do this work. I work within a framework which I call Awaken, Envision, Align. Month one, we will work together to get to the root cause of what is holding you back from stepping into alignment with your highest self by uncovering the subconscious patterns at work within your mind through deep mindset work and transpersonal work. Month two is where we do the envisioning work. We work together to help you gain clarity on the vision you have for your life and begin to rewrite your story. And month three, we work on getting into alignment. We work together to help you step into alignment with your higher self, take inspired action so that you are able to live a life according to your divine limitless potential. So if you're interested, just check the show notes out. I'll leave a link to for you to book a free clarity call. Uh, we can get clear on your goals and decide if we're a great fit to work with each other. Don't be afraid to book a clarity call with me, even if you're just interested. This is not going to be one of those pushy sales calls. No, this is a conversation. This is a conversation for you to see clarity. And if all it amounts to is just you get one quick answer one short answer to, to something that's pressing in your life right now that's fine that's perfect you don't need to feel the pressure to sign up or engage with me right now i don't want that to block you or hold you back from a call and also if you don't have it in your time or in your schedule because i know sometimes to a 90-day commitment for some people right now your life may be busy um you might not have it right now I do also offer 90-minute single sessions. So if you want to get a taste of how I work with clients, this is a good place to start. And you just have like one targeted issue you would like to work on right now. We can work on things like releasing negative emotions and limiting beliefs. We can work on setting goals and intentions for yourself. We can map out a plan of action in order for you to manifest the life that you desire. There's no need to book a discovery call if you just want a quick 90-minute session. I'll leave a link for the 90-minute session, also in the show notes. You just have to sign up and we can begin our session together. So that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned for next week's episode because I'll be talking about what is a spiritual awakening. You want to make sure you never miss an episode? You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
and Spotify to be notified as soon as the next episode is out. If you're looking for inspiration, check the show notes to join my email list, So Notes. Each email includes an inspirational message, an affirmative prayer, and journaling prompts, along with important announcements you won't want to miss. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. See you again next week.